Welcome to Analyzing Television, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for looking at situations and topics in the world of television. I'm your host Matthew and this is for episode 3, talking about the fall of Quibi. Um, For those of you who aren't familiar with Quibi, because some of you aren't, given the uh, comments that I saw around the news that it is getting uh, shut down, some of you hadn't heard of it. Uh, Quibi was this little sort of bite-sized um, episode sort of things. Basically, you'd have like uh, two hours worth of footage, so you'd have like a film's worth of footage, and then every I think it was every weekday or every day. I'm not sure if it included weekends, but um, roughly every weekday you would get a sometimes six minutes, sometimes twelve minutes sort of episode, around about ten minutes average of an episode and you'd be given those bite sized pieces I suppose of this of this film. Uh it wasn't looked at like it was a film, it was just looked at like it's a really, really, really short series. Um both in terms of length uh and in terms of how long the episodes were. Because they were actually stru- they were were actually uh structured like they were episodes instead of little scenes of a of a of a uh, of a film or whatever. Uh, so that's essentially what Quibi was. Now one of the biggest mistakes out of the gate from Quibi was not only did they launch it at the start of the pandemic, which I guess you could put that down to bad timing possibly. I don't know, maybe they had a launch date set and then lockdown hit and whatever and may- maybe there wasn't too much they could do. I don't know. Um, about that part specifically, but just uh, just a bit of bad luck, a bit of bad timing on that first part. One of the major things that Quibi got wrong though is restricting this so that it would be on your phone or tablet. Now to begin with, it wasn't on tablet. I remember, I think it was at least a few days, if not maybe a couple of weeks after launch. I remember David said to me that he found it on his iPad or whatever. Um, I don't have a tablet so I had nothing I could search for it on um but uh obviously I downloaded it on my uh, on my iPhone and everything um so yeah you're basically restricted to watching this thing on your phone now eventually maybe a month or so into the thing's launch you could cast it to like a Chromecast or throw it to a like device sort of thing like that um but uh, it had it had to be something that had that that you could do it with because basically um you can do that same thing with like Netflix or YouTube on your phone to your like PlayStation or Xbox but you couldn't send it to like your Xbox or your PlayStation or Roku box or something because those apps Quibi's not on those on those uh, devices like consoles and stuff uh, so you couldn't do that so basically you're restricted to watching this thing on your phone now the idea of it as well was that you'd be on your, be on the bus Again, launched in a pandemic, so not many people are going to be on the bus. Uh, essential workers, possibly in that, like NHS workers and whatever. You know, not not everyone's got a car. I understand that, but it was supposed to basically be like a like like how you'd watch a video on Facebook or a quick little video, like a review maybe on YouTube or how you'd listen to a podcast maybe. Um, you know, quick quick little sort of ten minutes or twenty minutes. Um videos that you'd watch on the go kind of thing you don't have to watch it on the go but that was one of the uh, options of course none of these ideas really clicked into place very well um you know because uh things like the fugitive which is probably probably the largest scale show that they've got on there in terms of like action and things like that um 
you're restricted to sort of watching these actors performing on the on really small screen or maybe something slightly bigger with a tablet but yeah and i do just kind of wonder on an actor side of 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 things like you you get sent a script for whatever it is on quibi okay this your acting is going to be restricted to a very small device whether it be a tablet or a phone at least to begin with i know that you could throw it to a uh a um chromecast or whatever later on but for the time being for this thing's launch you would be your acting would be restricted to being seen on a phone or a tablet i wonder what that's like to sort of find out i mean at the end of the day work for an actor is work for an actor um but yeah none of none of these ideas really clicked into place and well we've seen the result of it quibi is being shut down i think it's in december at some point i don't remember seeing the actual date but it's going to get shut down um one interesting thing that I want to point out as well. Now I want to refer to the previous episode of uh, Analyzing Television. Where I talked about the upcoming TV crash. Now I have put in the title for this. Is this the start of that? Possibly. It's a little bit. It's a bit too early to doubt, to tell. But it's a sign of potentially things to come in the future. Now one of the things I definitely remember happening is in that episode... I read out 34 different channels and streaming services, whether it be a channel like Channel 4 or a streaming service like Netflix. I read out 34 of them, and Quibi wasn't one of them. Now, I remember saying on the on the second episode of Analyzing Television about the fall of TV and everything, and I said, look, you've got 34 here. That wasn't all of them, because there was tons that I was probably still missing from that list. But most of the main ones, some of the smaller ones, things like Freeform and that were, were on there. Um, and uh, some other channels and stuff, but uh, yeah, Quibi was not one of the ones that I that I mentioned, and one of the reasons for that is when I went to jot down. Okay, you know, I know I know the you know the big ones: Amazon, HBO, Netflix, Hulu, Disney, whatever. And then I got into like you know E4 and Freeform and um, CW and Fox and CBS, uh, NBC, all, all the sort of major US networks, the major. Um, UK channels and then the big streaming services of course. Quibi just didn't even come to my mind. It didn't it didn't even cross my mind. Um I've not I can't recall a time where I've seen a service an entertainment service maybe such as like you know a, a streaming service or a channel because this is a streaming service still. I know it's very very different to something like a Netflix or HBO or Disney Plus. I've never seen one I think make su- make such little impact and get shut down so quickly. Now this thing was around for a bit of time, about seven or eight months, but did didn't didn't make it to your first to your first year out the gate. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's just funny because you know, as I said on that on that list, I didn't have Quibi on it. I remember when David posted about Quibi getting shut down, and you know all, all the other news outlet news outlets posted about it getting shut down. There's a good chunk of people in those comment sections that are like, "Oh, never heard of this Quibi thing." That's one of your biggest problems. If well, if if people simply don't know that you exist, then you know, they there you go. It's it's really quite simple, isn't it? Um, you know, it, that's just that's really just. Just those sort of comments alone about like, oh, didn't didn't know it, didn't know what this was, or like, what what is this thing? Um, and almost, it's interesting because every time I think me and David have gone to talk about Quibi, we felt the need to explain what it is every time because I I I don't know if I'm not trying to put that words into David's mouth or whatever, but 
we kind of feel the same way about just needing to explain what this thing is every time because people just haven't really heard of it and the low number of subscribers people commenting not knowing that what what this thing is and then this thing being shut down for eight months all of this just connects together to like okay not only did you maybe maybe you didn't effectively promote this thing either um <clears throat> or maybe it's just the case that yeah it just it just didn't didn't click with people um, or they maybe saw it in, in passing, forgot about it, and was like, oh, Quibi, I'll maybe, you know, I'm going to go and watch one of my big shows on HBO or Netflix or something. Um, I really just don't think Quibi was ever going to compete with the big the big guys in, in the industry, so to speak. The Netflix, HBO, Hulu, because, uh, you know, you've got Disney+, Plus, new onto the scene, Apple TV+, Plus, new onto the scene, uh, Peacock, DC Universe is fairly, fairly new. Uh, it's probably the oldest of of all those. Um, yeah, Peacock, CBS All Access. That's been around for a couple of years. Um, they're all in some way, shape, or form, <coughs> at least able to somewhat compete. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's. I guess this is what has ended up uh, happening. Hey there, I'm Aaron Holman, host of Eye to Eye, a weekly podcast talk show all about passion. I have this passion and this fire within me that burns brighter than the fire around me. Hello. With performing, there's always a story to tell, whether it's my own or not. Creativity. I go, he's more than cute, he's creative. All with an LGBT twist. Make sure to check out Eye to Eye, that's E-Y-E, number two, letter I. And rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in today. I'm Christy. And I'm Jackie. And we are Killer Fun. We explore the intersection of crime and entertainment every other week. For as long as people have been communicating, they have been talking about who did what to whom, and is that socially acceptable? Because the boundaries of society, crime, and entertainment have always gone hand in hand. The more salacious, the weird, the better. From books and movies, to television shows and games, we look at how life and art imitate and inform one another. And we can't get together and not laugh. So let's face it, there's going to be laughing. <laughs> Killer Fun is available anywhere you listen to podcasts. So join us. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Koalu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Koalu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past. And get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier. That gets you access to ad-free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review, which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. And to address the uh, question that I've put in the title, is this the start of the fall of television? Um, I think it's the early start of it. 
I don't think that like next next week you're going to see Peacock get shut down. The week after you're going to see CBS All Access get shut down. This is going to be quite a gradual thing. And I remember I put a timeline on it of 18 years to 2 months. Um, I think it will potentially take even maybe a, li- a little bit longer than that. Maybe 3 years. But um, I think it will possibly happen eventually. You know. Um, so there we go. Quibi uh, is shut down. Um, and it just... Yeah, it's it's interesting, I suppose. So, uh, in terms of their shows that they had, I mean, I'm I'm grateful that you know Quibi was able to bring Kiefer Sutherland back on screen, not as Jack Bauer, but as a Jack Bauer s character. There was the because there was three shows I watched on Quibi. There was um, Fugitive. Uh, there was the Survive show with Corey Hawkins and um, Sophie Turner. And then there was the thing with, um, it was about the doll or whatever it was called. Um, is it Agatha Christie? I think that's what her name is. She's just had a show that's come out on BBC. I can, I can see, I can see her in, in my mind. I can't think of what her name is though. Uh, she did a comedy show with this, um, doll thing and it kind of came to life and whatever. And, uh, that was, that was kind of interesting, I suppose. Very, very, very short lived. Um, now one of the things that David pointed out with uh, Quibi, I think he said that they don't, they didn't own any of their shows. Um, so you could, but you could potentially still see like a Fugitive Two on anywhere. It, it seems like that these shows are kind of up for grab for anyone to kind of take. Um, and I do think that you know if you take, I don't know if you could do another season of Survive. Um, you could probably do another season of the other two shows, but Survive was kind of very limited with, uh, what you could potentially do there. Um, but I do think that you could see another one of the, uh, other, the, the other show that I mentioned, and you could definitely see another, another season of The Fugitive as well. Um, those, those are definitely possibilities. But yeah, I think it would really help these shows, you know, if you take them and you make... 10 episode full fully produced seasons of these shows uh and i'm not saying the production value with quibi was bad that that was never one of its problems it was promotion and people just knowing it existed those are the main two problems and of course the episode thing and the pandemic and uh, and everything else um but yeah i think you could potentially see that later on you know if um they got picked up elsewhere. Uh, I don't know where the best fit is for them necessarily. I, I just hope, like I always hope, that if some US TV show or channel picks them up, that it gets a UK home sooner rather than later. Because that's that's still a huge, huge problem for the UK. So, uh, Which I talked about in the first episode, by the way. So, uh, By the way, if you want to know what the previous two episodes are about, like I said, episode two is about uh, the fall of television. Um, and the, so TV crash is, is what I called it, didn't I? Um, the upcoming television TV crash. The first episode was talking about, uh, UK, sorry, US TV shows and channels that don't have, like, UK deals or UK homes, that sort of thing. Uh, that was a very difficult one to sort of come up with the title of, but that was what the, the first episode was, was about as well. Uh, I do have a fourth episode planned, I'm going to be doing that at some point in the future, uh, so look out for that as well. But that's pretty much everything I've really got. There's not a ton else to talk about. You know, at the end of the day, I think the pandemic timing was unlucky. I think the lack of promotion was one of its problems. Because people just not even knowing it existed. It is a huge, huge problem. Um, 
And I think that... I, I mean, the idea was, was fresh and interesting. Of, like, these little bite-sized episodes. I just think that you needed to put the app out onto other devices. And make it optional in terms of... Okay, sure, you want people on their commutes to watch a 10-episode... 10 10-episode... 10 10-minute 10 episode of Fugitive while they're on their way to work. Or they, and then maybe watch an episode of something else. Or, or the next episode of Fugitive. Um, that makes sense, but... Make it optional as well, so that okay. Let's say let's say you got ten episodes of Fugitive to watch. How many was there? Was there twelve? Can't remember. Um, there's about twelve episodes for each of these shows. You watch two or three episodes on the way to work, depending on how long your commute is. You come back, you watch two or three episodes. You get home, you know, you you have your, you make your dinner and everything. You're ready in front of the TV. Um, and okay, you want to watch a bit more of the Fugitive again because they're bite sized, easy to watch. Okay, you have your phone next to you. What do you do? I guess you have to cast it to your TV. If Quibi's not at that point in its life cycle. Yeah, that just... It doesn't... I mean, I, I did watch episodes of uh, Survive um, at home on my on my phone. Because the... the uh, was it the Chromecast feature thing? You know, casting it to that wasn't available yet. So that was that was a bit of an awkward, very small experience, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, you just needed to make it optional to where, okay, you, you watch episodes on the way to and from work, maybe, you come home, you turn on your Roku box, or your Apple TV box, or whatever, or your consoles, or whatever, and you put, uh, The Fugitive on your TV, that would have been so much better, it would, just giving that option would have been, would have been really good, and at the end of the day, with the Chromecast thing, I went out and got one, um, so that I could watch the future, because I really didn't want to watch the fugitive on my phone, you know, Kiefer Sutherland's kind of action return to screen, if you will, because uh, I know he did Designated Survivor, but that didn't have the same action stuff in it, uh, makes his return to that, I really didn't want to watch that on my phone, you know, like there's explosions going off, he's chasing people, he's being an alternate Jack Bauer, if you will, um, that's not an experience you really want to have on your phone, I suppose, uh, or at least it wasn't for me anyway, so, uh, yeah, but again, what if you haven't got a Chromecast and you don't want to go out and spend the money to, to get one? Um, you're kind of stuck. So, there you go. Anyway, that's pretty much it for Quibi. There's not a ton else to talk about. Uh, I've gone over all the points for it, really. Um, and we'll see if these shows do get picked up by somebody else. I just hope, like I said, that if they do get US new US homes, that they get UK homes as well. Because it, it really is irritating that... Um, so, we shall see. But anyway, what did you think of Quibi? Did you know that it exists? Uh, maybe this is the first time you're hearing about it. It's possible. Uh, I mean, because when David posted about its closure, um, people in the comments, like I said, hadn't heard of this thing. So maybe this is the first time you're hearing about it. Maybe you're, you didn't know Quibi existed. Did you use it? Did you have the interest, but you didn't want to watch it on your phone? Um, what do you think of its eight-month life cycle and, and everything else involved as well? Um, and do you agree that the pandemic timing was just... I, I think that's just bad luck, to to be honest, um, the, the timing of that. If they could have delayed it, you know, you got financials and business structure, and there could have been there could have been more to it than that, than just, oh, we'll, we'll delay it, I guess. Uh, but let me know your thoughts on everything Quibi-related. Uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter, eTalk UK. There's a contact page and information in your show notes. 
uh, or anything related to entertainment talk as well. Uh, thank you all very much for listening. I'll be back soon. I did say these. I did say that these would be sporadic because it's been a good few weeks since the second episode. But go and check out the first and second episodes as well of analysing television, and let me know what you think of those as well. Um, yeah, if you want to check out everything else that we do, TV, video games, films, and Manchester United related, um, and entertainmenttalk.org. I almost forgot the name of my, of my own website. Entertainmenttalk.org. Um, is where you can find everything that we've got. TV, video games, films, Manchester United related. If you like what you heard today and you want to see more and you want to support what we're doing here, that would be really, really good. Uh, you have a few different options. Patreon, you can go on there. We've got the $1 and $3 level tiers for instant, ad-free podcast and review options. Amazon affiliate link if you're buying those Christmas presents or treating yourself or both. It's entirely up to you, of course. Uh, we can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you extra. iTunes feeds if you search for Entertainment Talk on your podcast platform of choice. Um, you can subscribe to us over there. If we're not on the podcast platform that you use, please let us know and we'll look into getting the podcast on those. Speaking of David, who I've mentioned a few times in the episode, you can find him over on Geek Town uh, for your latest TV and film news to see whatever what else happens in the world of television and films. Uh, in terms of news, uh, you can find that by searching for Geek Town on uh, podcast services or going to geektown.co.uk. Geek Town Radio episodes on Tuesday, so there'll be a new episode later today. Should be quite fun. Um, you can find Bex on Twitch over on um, on Twitch as well. If you search for Trista Bytes, Trista B-Y-T-E-S, go and follow her over there for all that fun stuff as well. She streams daily, sometimes twice a day, I think. So go and check that out over there as well. Uh, word of mouth, you can simply tell people that you know about Entertainment Talk, Trista Bytes and Geek Town. Uh, social media, you can do the same thing, but through Facebook, Twitter, and if you can, in different Facebook groups. And look out for Let's Play Sunday episodes as well. Thank you very much for listening. And I'll see you next time. Goodbye.